Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, myself. So since lockdown, I've been given guitar lessons via video chat, so if you'd like to learn a new skill during these strange times, then do not hesitate to get in touch. I've been playing guitar for nearly 20 years and I customise all my lessons around each individual's needs and personal tastes in music. So whether you're an absolute beginner or well on your way to a rock and roll stardom, I can definitely help you along the way. Now I know what you're thinking, guitar lessons can be expensive. Well, fear not. I'm currently offering the first lesson for each new pupil at half price of just £15, but it also gets better. If you mention your inquiry that you found me through the Simon Campbell incident, then you'll get another £5 off your first lesson. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram by typing in Simon Teaches Guitar, where you can message me directly. That's Simon Teaches Guitar. Also, you can email me at simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. That's simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. Get on it, folks. You shall not regret it. My guest today is the vocalist and songwriter from an up-and-coming electro-rock band. I first heard them on Chris Coville's Five Songs show, and I was very excited when we set this interview up. I had a brilliant time hearing all about their journey so far and what they have in the pipeline. So please welcome TC from Cosmic Ninja. TC, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm awesome. Awesome. Uh, you know, keeping busy, uh, trying to keep sane during lockdown. Indeed. Not getting cabin fever too much. You know, it's easing up. Life's good. Um, yeah, so lots to talk about with Cosmic Ninja. Um, so you've had a new single come out kind of recently, uh, Break the Silence. Would uh, It's an awesome, awesome song. Uh, be awesome if you could tell the good folks more about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, it's one of our heavier tracks, for sure. Um, it's we, we were just very angry about Brexit, if I'm honest. <laughs> None of us wanted to leave the EU and uh, we were just really upset about the way it was handled and all the lies um, and everything that was happening um, in the media, but politically as well. Uh, so it was just, I don't know, it just came out of that. Um, so it, the song basically draws frustration from the UK political situation. Uh, it's asking people to speak out and hold those to account um, and you know, break the silence is about making yourself heard, not going quietly, um, especially when they're trying to sweep the consequences of their actions under the rug. So, yeah, it's just basically a fist in the air. Don't, you know, don't don't listen to everything that they have to say because it's not always true, <laughs> or at least do your research <laughs> on that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we can, we can still fight this, and it's about coming together and breaking the silence. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a protest song. And most of our songs now are quite political. I just we just can't get away from it because we're just so angry about everything a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, we want change. We want positive change, and that's our kind of general message of the band is that you know we want we want to make positive change, and we want people to come to our gigs, and we want people to feel like they can go away from our gigs and and make an impact and not be quiet and actually challenge conversations. Um, and uh, yeah, just try and make a difference bit by bit. Yeah, I I, I definitely got that impression uh, from listening to the song. It's uh, I I knew it had a political slant to it, but I wasn't too sure on what what the specifics were. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it was it's about it was it was written during Brexit, but it was I would say uh, it's it's a it's a more general political. Uh, story to mm. it it's 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 more than just brexit um mm. it's it's about all the um politic uh, political campaigns and it's all lies man they just they're, they're not held account for the lies that they say and expect people to then vote on these lies and then it's just it's just so frustrating in fact we've actually got another song called lies that will be released at some point so our, <laughs> it's our music is fueled by it because it's just we're so passionate about having um you know, a society that is equal and, and that we can have a, a true a true voice. So. Yeah, well, it, especially in the recent events, uh, Break the Silence definitely has a different, it's kind of been given like an extra kind of yeah. like layer to it. You know, it's certainly, 
it's certainly uh, applicable with everything that's been going on. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, these last few months, you know. Yeah, it's nuts because actually in the lyric it says something like, the virus, we caught it, in the lyric. I mean, we wrote mm. that, like, those lyrics maybe two years ago. Oh, right. Uh, like, or, or probably a bit, yeah, maybe a year and a half ago, whenever Brexit was happening, or it felt like, feels like it's happened forever. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But, so we were umming and ahhing whether it was actually cool to release that because, like, shit, it's got, <laughs> it's like the virus, we caught it. It was like, mm. But actually, it was like, no, let's get it out there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, because uh, um, I'm not so great at, at identifying lyrics, you know, particularly um, uh, like in verses. I can kind of make most uh, lyrics out in choruses. Verses, they, I don't have the best yeah, ear. Yeah, Johnny. It's like, the him. virus, we caught it. Those monsters yeah, yeah. have bought it. Because this is not okay. <laughs> Listen to what we say. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Johnny awesome. Goes on Such a bit an awesome rant. tune. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a good one though. Um I, I wish my rant sounded that cool. I just talk in circles about stuff doesn't really make any sense. Uh um yeah, I uh no, I as soon as I heard that I thought, Whoa, wow, cool, they've go done a I thought it was a response to the lockdown when I first heard it. Uh, that would have been quick turnaround. Cl- 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 <laughs> it would have been a quick turnaround. <laughs> Awesome tune though, and uh, it's it's available on uh, Spotify and iTunes and everything like that, isn't it? Yeah, we we we've, we're meant to be releasing a video, and I think we're meant to doing it early this week, but we just forgot <laughs> with everything else. So there is a a live video of it that's meant to be coming out, um, which oh. will be very soon. Uh, that was recorded in Western Supermare, but the actual track was recorded in a, a Stage Two Studios in Bath. So that was with Josh okay. Josh Gallup, I think from Fox. He's well, I know he's from Foxjaw. He's a he's a lush guy, and he we managed to get in and mix it just before they said lockdown. Like it was like the day before, and then they were like, "Apps, you know, lockdown is here." And I was like, oh, "Thank God, we went in." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 were well. I don't want to say lucky because no one's particularly lucky in this situation, but you you got there just in the nick of time, didn't you? Yeah, we well, we recorded eight tracks over Christmas and New Year. Oh wow! Um, and so yeah, we need we still need to mix four tracks, but we're just waiting on lockdown to just release a bit further before we go in and do that. But I, I went in on my own, and the guys gave me their notes, and we did all our notes online and via mm. Zoom and stuff. And then I was just like, Josh, do you mind if I come in? It's just going to be me. And yeah, we finished the tracks and we were able to release it, thankfully. Ah, oh, that's so exciting. So with these eight tracks, is this a, are, are you guys working on an album or is it a string of EPs? What's the... Or, or, or can you not say? Yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, before we had, we had a release strategy and we were going to release four tracks this year and four tracks next year is like two EPs. Um, mm-hmm. But we are at the moment going through a contract with a certain company that we can't say <laughs> anything about. So that might change things um, considerably. Uh, so yeah, it, okay. it might be an album. It might be an EP. There might be more releases this year. We might be quite quiet this year. We just don't know yet. Mm, but, either way, either way, that sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. Would, yeah. We're really, I would, I, I would love to know more, but I will be patient. Don't worry. Yeah. Everyone's got, everyone's got to be I'm patient. Not- <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been had we've had a few of these and it's just like oh god and now i just think just be honest like you can't say but it's you know it, it's cool it might happen this year but it's likely we're going to sign a contract that is then potentially going to make it into an album or or not so we'll watch this space wow well we we absolutely shall well I can't think of any group that would deserve it more than you guys. Uh, just, uh, just, I've only, I've never seen you live, but I've been watching your videos and listening to your music, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm not too surprised to hear that you've got these uh, things in the pipeline. Whatever they are, they sound exciting, and I'm sure yeah. that you've probably, probably. It's uh, the next step for us. Them. It's the next yeah. step. It's something we've been working towards, and you know, we're not signed on the dotted line yet, so still with our lawyers and stuff. So it, we've, we've, you know, it's there's it could all fall through yet so we're, we're trying to be quite cool about it <laughs> yeah but at the same yeah, time yeah. we're like yeah i mean come see us live we'll get you a ticket and uh that's that's <laughs> where we enjoy it the most you know like writing music we love but playing live is where it goes off and we just we just want to have a party with everyone <laughs> nice well there's that uh live uh video you did for uh, judgment day yeah. uh which kind of gave gave a bit of a bit of a flavor for, for what it would be like uh, yeah i wanted to uh 
because you mentioned you've got a video coming out for Break the Silence as well. Um, do you have a, a release date for that? Or um, it, well, it... it was like I said, it was meant to be at the beginning of. Sorry, I'm missing weeks now. God, it's like this COVID is just like days just merge into like months for yeah, some reason. I'm with you. <laughs> I am with you, TC. I am with you. It, it doesn't. It, it feels like it's been two weeks, but it's been three months. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, this week hopefully. I can't see why it's not. We're going to drop it, um, but it was done in a studio in Bar, uh, in sorry, in Western, and it's it's not. It doesn't have a full shot of all of us. It's just individual shots in the studio because it's quite a small space. So they couldn't. Uh, they did it for free for us because there was a new studio, and they were like, "Could you come and be our guinea pigs, do a video, and then you can promote it?" Sort of thing. So it was like, "Yeah, no worries. Like we're happy to do that. We get something out of it as well. So why not?" Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 you get to see that we can play our songs live, but you don't see the full, yeah, full mm-hmm. Cosmic Ninja experience uh, from, from all of us together jumping around. But it's still pretty cool. can't wait to see that so um well i mean this uh episode is going to be going out kind of two weeks from now so if you look li- it should be out by then so yeah, it'll yeah. be out by now <laughs> we're, we're talking to ourselves in the future which is quite fun okay yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it'll be out it'll be out you can check it out on youtube fantastic awesome yeah i fully recommend people to to do that you won't be disappointed um yeah um going back to your videos in general i mean i yeah, particularly like the uh, one on uh, like, like I was saying before, Judgment Day. The visuals on that are so cool with the uh, sunglass with the uh, neon sunglasses and the neon soles uh, soles on the shoes. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you came about that idea and how it came to fruition. Well, when we we've all been in bands before this before Cosmic Ninja happened, and um, I think you learn from experiences and being in other bands. And we we wanted to go out there and provide an experience that wasn't just music; that it was it was everything. It was a feeling. It was uh, friendship. It was visual. It was like giving or you know like an or, audio spectacular kind of. <laughs> experience like the whole thing we just were like how can we make what can we control and how do we make that the best it can be basically Mm -hmm. so um and we were like what are we all about and we were saying you know we love rock music but we also love our dance music as you can tell from our Mm -hmm. from the stuff that we produce and so it's like okay well let's play with that and let's we bought ourselves some led lights to start with we programmed them with Ableton Live and they're all triggered to the music. So if we go to a small venue, we can still take that kind of experience that you get in the bigger venues. But we've only got four lights, but actually smaller venues, you don't need much more mm-hmm. um, when they're all flashing and doing all their cool stuff. <laughs> um, so we programmed, programmed them and they were like, okay, right, one ne- what's the next step? And it was like, cool, let's let's look at what's rave gear. Let's, let's bring rave gear to it. And it's like all of a sudden the Cosmic Ninja started to come to life uh, and it's been it's been really fun there's been like finger lights uh there's been lights that i've made from led trigger pads that i built from scratch which i don't tend to use anymore because there's so much of a pain to set up because it's so homemade that (laughs) you know you've only got to have one tiny wire that's a bit jippy and the whole the whole show gets ruined so it's (laughs) i only use them now for kind of like really kind of music videos and things like that but um they're not cut out for live unless like roland turned around and said to me in a few years time hey we'll make them for you yeah (laughs) roland if you're listening (laughs) yeah they're right get in early (laughs) yeah 
Uh, there's there's some dude like online that has these drums and he plays them and they all light up and it's really cool. So my, the idea came from that. But mm. yeah, we just love it. We just want to have fun. But we, we've got a serious kind of vibe to our lyrics, but we're here to have fun. We want people to come and experience mm. um, feeling whole with a group of people, a community. And that's like people that are from the LGBTQ plus community, allies, um, anyone from the Bain community. We don't, we're, everyone's welcome in our house and we want to make sure that people feel that and that they can come and just have a good time. Yeah. But also gain something from it as well and take stuff away and go, actually, I can, I can make change happen. Mm. Um, I know that sounds a bit cliche, but not at all. You know, that's the kind of, kind of what we, what we're trying to aiming, aiming for basically. Yeah. Mm. No, I love that. And yeah, you're, you're right. There is a bit of a dichotomy in terms of like how, um, I, I, from listening to music, there's obviously like a, like a recurring theme of rebellion and political unrest and protest, but it's done in such, but the, the visual and the visual aspect and the musical aspect and just how fun it all is. There's such a joyous, um, atmosphere, but with a serious message. So it, it's kind of, interesting it reminds me quite a bit of um and i've got a good thing that these might be an influence of yours uh, because you've covered them it's rage against the machine how it's all protest but it's a rock concert at the same time Uh, i think it's either tom morello or zach de la rocha described the music as as like a the the go between between like activism and entertainment or something along those lines Mm -hmm. and it it, it kind of feels like that's something that you guys have sort of tapped into as well and it's, it's super effective yeah, I mean, I, w- I could never say that we were anywhere near as good as Rage, of, of course. I mean, they're, they're one of the bands that all of the band members are just like, yes, they're they're in the top five, you know, and, and we respect them so much and, and what they do. But yeah, we're, we're slightly, we didn't, when we started Cosmic Ninja, it was actually quite a different beast. We didn't start off political, we didn't start off um, like that. And it it's just progressed because of the way things have happened with Brexit and, mm. and everything. And actually, it's just... I think with what's going on with the times influence your lyrics and how and how you're impacted by it and and what you're seeing and talk and what you're talking to with your friends and and all of a sudden it's it well with any band as you know yourself mm-hmm. being in bands it takes what it takes a while to understand what your message is and and what and who you want to be and how, and you, you gel to get how you want to gel together and that took time for us and mm. Um, but yeah, the last year or so, like two years, I'd say it's starting to really come together and we're starting to understand who we are as well as a, as a package, mm. uh, which has been really nice and comforting and it feels safe now as well as before it was like, Oh, you know, we're, we're diving into these different areas, but now it feels like home and it feels very comfortable. I hundred percent know what you mean. Um, uh, sometimes with like your first bands, you might have go through such a huge different sort of range of styles within like one set list. Because you're you're kind of figuring out what is yeah um, to use a bit of a cheesy expression you're finding your voice, which isn't yeah. necessarily about singing. It's about what style of music or what's your overall. I don't want to say message, but de- like but definitely vibe, which every band yeah, or artist. John, yeah, yeah she kind of we went through so we as you can tell from our music and when people listen to this. And they go and check us out. Like our music isn't just one genre. It's really hard to put us in in a box and say, "Oh, that's rock," or "That's electronic," or "That's." It's we're all different. There's all different influences there, mm. and we didn't want to lose that. But we've had to kind of really push our songwriting, and because of that, we've had to kind of make choices um, on how we're gonna structure our songs because whereas before we had songs that were like six minutes long in fact I think we had one was seven minutes long and it was very progressive and it was more dance based and all of our songs are like that to begin with and we threw structures the structures didn't exist you know we just had fun and that was the experimental stage and I'm really glad we went through that because we were then able to work out what we enjoyed and what we liked and what worked for us but now we're actually writing songs that are more pop song structured but we've kept the essence of what we what how we began um so it's that those structures but yeah it's it's challenging because we love all genres and i don't think you're ever going to get like a standard ep or an album where you've just got one sound mm-hmm. um obviously it would be cosmic ninja but yeah i think we, we just love too many too many genres to stick to one <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Although having said said that, with everything that are that, that's available online that I've heard, it is definitely you. Yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> uh, but it, it's definitely not samey. You know, so something like um, uh, Break the Silence is is very different from something like Sympathy, which is kind of a bit more. Um, more. I'm trying to find it like just very uh melody driven, and it's kind of got that yeah. massive synth hook at the start, and it's just a very. But it's still definite. Like you, you can still. It's still got the same quality, and the same. Yeah, sort it's of, still vibing. Yeah, it's still same same vibe. It's just we just yeah just we just experiment with different genres and and put them into put a cosmic ninja spin on it. Mm. Um. So yeah, I mean, if you're gonna put us into a genre, I just I'd say just like electronic pop rock you know those three things yeah. and out of all those three elements you're gonna find bits but then you've got dance and drum and bass yeah. you've got hip-hop uh metal there's all other things that come in but yeah it's yeah it's, it's good fun yeah it's the trickiest <laughs> thing in the world to sort of say what genre you are and it's all but it's always the first thing that people ask you know, yeah, what, know yeah. what, what kind of music do you play and i i think that yeah, it's just best just to whittle it down to two or three sort yeah. of broad, <laughs> broad sort of genres. Like, Categories. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like how you did when you're saying, saying it's like a electronic pop rock or words to that sort of effect. It's just good just to just to have that ready so you can just say it so you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to think about yeah. it. So. People are going to hear synths. So with that's the electronics, yes. people are going to hear like nice melodies and it's going to be quite light at times. That's the pop element. Then people are going to hear as heavy as fuck. And that's the <laughs> <rock section. laughs> so put all those together and you hope, you know, no one's going to be surprised if you hear those three things and go, well, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It kind of goes from like pendulum to rage against the machine in the mat- in a matter of bars. It's, <laughs> yeah, no. it's really cool, and and uh, yeah, um, yeah. That was sort of I wanted to ask you actually how that sort of translates from playing, because um, uh, you've got a very there's a lot the synthesizer is quite a big part of your sound, but yeah. there's no like um with um, yourself on vocals, uh, Johnny on guitar, Robin on bass, and Danny on drums. There's no actual designated synth player so i'm really really no. curious i'd like I, i've seen you in some live videos uh, playing synthesizer and stuff like that but obviously you're singing yeah. at the same time and doing synth hooks i mean i was just really curious about how that works live technically speaking so originally we wanted to have a live dj with us that was like smashing out all the all the synth riffs but like on pads and using ableton we just couldn't find anybody in the first two years of cosmic ninja we were just hunting and hunting and hunting and no- nothing stuck and it was just like right okay I'll give it a shot then and I bought some gear and I've done music tech degree and I was just like you know I can do this and so I did it on stage and it was fine but all of a sudden my my experience for live was very stressful because I had so many things going on and I wasn't able to be the front woman that I enjoyed being which is just jumping around like a fucking nutter and getting the crowd going mm. and when I've got all the synth and stuff in front of me and I'm very stable like um what's the word when you're just standing still well when I'm just standing still it was it just wasn't a nice experience for me so I just said to the guys one day I said I'm not enjoying live anymore and I think it's this um and they were like okay and I was like look I really want to let's put it in like let's put all the synths and stuff that we we make um at home we use logic x which is a, a sequencer program and um we just put it all into the Roland SPDXS so um SPDX or something I can't remember what it was called um, but it's just basically a sampler pad that the drummer triggers and all it's all in there and I'm so much happier now oh, and yeah. I know that sometimes think oh you know you need a synth player maybe we will in a few years time when we can afford to get somebody on board but right now it works for us mm, work so, so we write it all it's not like you know somebody else is writing it for <laughs> us like it's but it's just that's just the journey that we went through and mm. actually it works it only makes us four people in the band which is easier to manage mm-hmm. um yeah, and if, if for some reason, you know, we do get a bit bigger and we're playing larger shows, then, yeah, I think we'll need to get uh, somebody more on board potentially doing that stuff. But right now it kind of works for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because I was yeah looking at your videos and the way that you sort of, like, uh, work the mic and how you move and everything. I was thinking, like, it'd be such a shame to have you sort of, like, restricted to being behind the synth all the time as well. Yeah, it just wasn't fun, man. It was It's not what I... 
wanted to yeah it's just I, I could do it and it was fine but yeah it just there's so much equipment on stage as well it was a long setup time mm. um so it reduced it reduced everything really just people equipment and it gave us more space it just made more sense for us <laughs> people think about when they talk about being in bands but how effectively and efficiently you can set up the better everything's gonna gonna be you know your setup time is so important so if there's you want to make it i don't know about you but for uh for me you just want to make it as simple as possible just so you so you're not rushed you know what you're doing and uh i'm such a nerd when it comes to setting up i just like to do it like really really early so then you've got about you know 15 to 30 minutes just to chill out and well that's the stressful part of the gig isn't it when you're setting up and you're checking all your line checking oh shit does the equipment work like yeah uh, so i was talking about my light instrument my light instrument was mental um so many cables so many things that could go wrong um you know in one gig robin by accident um stood on one of the cables which slightly pulled the usb out of my computer and and it was just a nightmare trying to work out what the hell was going on yeah um, and then if, if, if it gets pulled out of the laptop and you push it back in, it won't work because it has to all be plugged in in a certain way. Oh, no. Because it's so homemade. It had like this chain. It was just an absolute nightmare. Oh. Um, and when you when you go to like promoters and you send them your tech spec, the last thing they want to see is this massive technical thing, especially if you're supporting. Oh, they just want God. you on and off, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just made sense. It made sense. And, um, you know, in the future, I'd love to have like more live musicians on stage of us doing all of this. Yeah. And, you know, aesthetically, it would look loads better. But at the same time, you know, it works for the small stages and it works for, you know, promoters and, and where we are on lineups and stuff. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. We love Roland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> Um, well, we we call the SPDX. We kill the sampler Roland. So Roland is our fifth band member. Uh. <laughs> we couldn't come up with something more original, which is really shit. We probably should have come up with something a bit more original, but yeah. Hey, if it works, it works. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in terms of um, your writing process, um, I know it's kind of a bit of a big sort of question. There's no, and I'm sure that you don't repeat your, the, the same process all the time but broadly speaking how does how does a song start with Cos- cosmic ninja it can start in a couple of ways um sorry my cat's on a scratch post so if you're hearing some weird scratching it's my my little kitten um, <laughs> I, heard, I heard a little bit of meowing in the background <laughs> yeah she's just adorable she's a munchkin cat with tiny ears no. and uh, very fluffy um <laughs> So yeah, songwriting is a bit different to a normal rock band for us. So we don't do any writing in the studio um, in terms of, you know, bands rock up to the live studio and they make noise and they write there. We don't we do not do that as a band. So everything's done in logic and it's usually Johnny or myself coming up with an idea. So Johnny's the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll flesh that out and send it over on Dropbox. We've got this large Dropbox account that every, everything lives on there. So if I upload a a session johnny can see that it's uploaded he'll go and have a look and then johnny might add his guitars and bits to it and it kind of interchanges like that basically like robin and i go oh well this song's cool oh, i've got a really cool idea for the bridge i'm going to change this up and 
and we just play around and we have like maybe six or seven different sessions of the same song but in different forms and then we start choosing the bits that we like oh wicked um so yeah it's all done online first Mm -hmm. and then we meet up to help with like vocal melodies and jam stuff out if we're still not quite getting the chorus vibe and things like that and make decisions on structures and then, uh, then we go into the live studio and we go, okay, how the hell are we going to play this live? <laughs> and we work out like the dynamics and maybe some of the structure, like, little tiny parts of the structure structure will change, but not a lot. Not a lot of writing happens in the studio. It, it's more online for us. Mm. Um, but it's quite it's quite weird because sometimes you'll take a song and you think it's going to like go go off in the studio. And it's like what is flat? What's going on? And yeah. then some songs that you weren't expecting to go off is like, oh my god, this is just like so good, <laughs> um, so like so much better than I was expecting. And and uh, yeah, so it's it's quite nice. But I I talk I say to Johnny, it's their their presence and in this in the box, it's, he'll send me a message and say, hey Tam, I've got I've sent you a song, and it's like receiving a present. It's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Love it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of sort of sounds like you do all this work sort of bouncing between uh like yours and uh yours and johnny's sort of like a projects and then eventually you get into a into a rehearsal room with everyone else and then kind of it's kind of sounds like you kind of like have to almost sometimes like take it all start tear it all down and sort of like reverse engineer and start from scratch almost um well so what we do is we the bass player will have all his lines written before Mm. as well so robin will put all them down the drummer um has danny's just joined us recently as well i say recently it's been a year but we've not seen him properly for four months so it doesn't feel like a year year. um so he's just got himself a kit and he's recording midi so what he's doing is we're, we're bouncing down the tracks um as mp3 files with and without drums and then he puts his drums on as midi and then we put them into the session and then we make them sound massive within the session so by the time we go into the studio everyone should know their parts and we go in and it should be quite um quite easy for us to play them oh right it's just more it's more dynamics and 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 hearing the sounds like some of the synths might be too overpowering some might not be cutting through enough uh so there's a bit of eq and just sound design that happens there Mm. And like there might be drum fills that might need like tweaks, but everything's kind of tweaked in that area, but nothing's majorly changed, I would say. Unless it sounded awful and we go, okay, maybe this song isn't isn't one for live. Maybe this is just a record mm. that doesn't get played live. You know, sometimes you get songs like that. Oh, so so you you'll take it like straight into into a recording studio? Or, no, oh, like right. if if it, I'm saying like if if we don't want to play it live, if it's just not vibing, or you just it's so electronic mm. that actually it's not working as a rock band. Yeah. Um. Then we're we're more than comfortable just to say right. Well, if we want that's a that's on the back burner, and we can record that oh, on an okay. album and just have it as like a B side or something that doesn't ne- necessarily get played mm. live, but still. Yeah. Still a decent song. <laughs> kind of like a like a remix or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, I I love hearing hearing about all all this sort of processes and and things like because I playing playing bands myself and you know um, everyone's process is is different and it and it often changes from song to song as well. It, it, there's no right or wrong way to do it, you know. And I I just got to find your way. Yeah, basically, you just kind of got to sort of just turn up and just keep keep chipping away and then just sort of keep on keep on failing until you can well for me anyway it's just keep on failing until you can start failing in a cool way <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, we, when we first started this process was completely different we used to write we used to i used to have a setup where everyone could rock up and have headphones and we would play and record um at my house and so we would record everything live as instruments but they're all plugged in so there's no real sound anywhere apart from you'd hear the drum drum um drums tapping sort of thing mm. but you know it's evolved and and now we've we're we will we will write like that once covid releases as well because that's always good sometimes you just need to jam these things out yeah but we don't need to pay for a studio to do that because we've got the equipment uh, in our houses mm. so i've got like a Roland. i know we're saying Roland, <laughs> one, I know. but i've got you know i've got a Roland td9 kit which is great mm. um mesh heads and stuff so you can get quite a nice feel 
and and work stuff out. You don't have to. Go, we don't have to pay forty quid to go and do that. So yeah, nice. We only pay money when we really need to. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's a, that's a really smart way to do it. I suppose that's sort of the joys of investing in equipment, and you can just sort of work it all out. You know, especially on something like uh, lockdown where we are isolated. So to be able to sort of continue doing your work, it's so handy to have like a background in music tech and a few bits of kit lying around. You know. Yeah, we've all got pretty decent kit and um we've written well we've nearly finished eight songs from the start of lockdown uh it's just you know we are i think we're just really we're really getting to the swing of things now and with lockdown has enabled us to like just concentrate on writing and it's it's been a really good experience for us and actually i've been really enjoying not have to worry about like loads of releases loads of gigs everything like I'm sure as you're aware as well as a band there's like so many different things that come into being in a band and it takes over the music sometimes oh big time takes over writing and this has been so refreshing just to let all that go and be like you know what let's this is our time to write and enjoy Mm. writing and not worry about anything else so we if we might not even we might decide that actually we're enjoying writing so much that we're not going to release any music this year because we're just going to write Mm. And in, and take this time whilst we can because there's no gigs going on or anything like that. So mm. it, it's you know it's it's given us a, a, a really a, a new perspective on how to work as a band and prioritizing and actually saying you know what we're not going to do that because we want to do this only. Yeah. <laughs> and focus efforts a little bit more. So yeah, I mean that's very business like, but I can't help it. My project manager as well. So. <laughs> so many uh talent i've worked with so many talented musicians that can just really bring it on stage or in the studio or whatever but when it comes to just getting organized or uh you know thinking things through and just or just being practical they just let themselves down I, i've been guilty of it myself i had to learn quite quickly how to you know <laughs> uh be uh be organized so and uh, not not a goddamn thing wrong with that tc no, you got. It's weird because you're running a business, yeah. Essentially, as well as being a musician, mm-hmm. and it, there are conflicting interests there. Um, yeah. so it's really challenging to manage those. And we didn't get it right at first, and we got really upset as a band. And at one point, we were just like, "What? what you know, what, we, none of us are enjoying this." Mm. It's like, why aren't we enjoying it? Let's look. Let's take a step back and go. What's happened? What's going wrong? And it was because the business was just taking over. Because ultimately, there's the business doesn't stop, does it? No doesn't social media doesn't stop no. booking gigs doesn't stop mm. any none of that gets stops website design anything nothing stops music is just easy just to put a pause on but then all of a sudden you're like shit we've paused music for like nine months yeah it's like that's the stop and that's not why we started this yeah <laughs> i know i know um yeah I've, I've been in very similar situations where you know you'll just get i i mean i just get so stressed out about things like ep launches and what have you and just rehearsals just weren't fun and even gigs stopped being fun because we were just constantly worried about stuff on the peripherals you know um yeah when re- you can put so much pressure on yourself unnecessarily can't you yeah i mean th- th- this is a band that i that I'd no longer play in um but yeah it just got to be yeah it just you know uh before you know it you, you start thinking more about the social media and stuff than actually playing gigs and having fun with your friends, which is what a band, whatever level you're at, I always feel like that should be the goal. Yeah. Uh, whether 
uh, whether you're just starting out or whether you're the Foo Fighters or whatever, it's all. It should be about making sure that everyone's in, enjoying themselves and you're enjoying what you what you're making. But it's so easy to uh, to lose track of, you know. Yeah, massively so. It is really difficult, and we, you know, you have to check yourself. You go, hang on a second. Are we we doing enough, spending enough time on music? Um, yeah. You know, and that says that sounds ridiculous because we're in a band, but that's just the reality. Um, the new reality of the new music world is that you know you're an unsigned artist and you you have to be a business as well. Yeah. Um, and work full time jobs to pay for it. So it's it's nuts. Yeah, fun times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Being a band is great. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. It's just you, you've really got to want it. You've really got to want it, you know? Uh, yeah, I, no, you have, you have. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that I, I don't know about you, but that's for, for me, that's just always what's kept kept it going. It's just it's all I've ever wanted to do since I was 14. And it's all I really uh, have have sort of sort of put real effort into. And, you know, I, I never consider myself too much, too motivated or too much of a leader or anything like that, but it's just because I enjoy playing in bands so much and I loved gigging so much that everything else just kind of came from that, if that makes sense. You know, mm, yeah. I wasn't disciplined at all, really, until like, it came to, like, rehearsing in bands and then playing your first gigs and writing your songs and getting into the studio for the first time. That was just... It's all I wanted to do. So, um, it, but... With everything else that we have to do, you know, with uh, sort of the business side and the promotional side, like you were saying, you can sort of lose track, you can lose sight of that and you start obsessing about, you know, your, how many followers you got on, on your social media and everything like that instead of actually just writing songs and having fun with your friends, you know? Yeah, it is tricky. It is really tricky. I mean, we've been speaking to some business people, like music industry business people recently, and it's like, you know, unsigned artists are up against major labels that are controlling Spotify. Um, and you've got to have something very spectacular or some money behind you in order to crack and make uh, make a dent in that. Um, so it, sometimes it always it almost feels um, disheartening to put music out. And actually, like, I put almost my time and effort into this, but we don't have the money to promote it. You don't have the time to put into it that you'd want to put into it. It, that music could be amazing, but it's never going to see the light of day or th- 3,000 people might listen to it and that's it. Mm. Um, but that's not because you're not producing good music or you're not a good business person. It just means that you're up against massive, massive yeah. other big labels and things. And yeah, you can get your music out there these days, but ultimately to make it bigger, you, you need you need your team around you. It can't just be mm. you. So that's what we've been trying to do for the last two years is go okay right we've got a product now and it sounds again business like but it's a product mm-hmm. we've got something that we can we can use and, and give to somebody and say hey like we've produced this like help us like put put this out there and and we're trying to build our team so that it's not just us because we can't conquer on our own yeah. we want to be musicians yeah. so it's really challenging and and to be you know you're knocking on doors constantly right you're emailing out and nothing's coming back you're putting your music out there and it's not going very far you know your mates Mm. and your mates friends are listening to it and it you know it it can it can get really disheartening and it can get like you sometimes you're just like i'm just gonna give up but no don't just keep going it's your dream like it, it happens for people and you see bands making it and yeah it's great yeah. And I just, you know, you just can't, you can't give up. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree, TC. Uh, I think that's really important for people, for people to hear as well. You know, um, uh, the way I see it is um, if you enjoy what you're doing and you can, and when you play gigs, you can see people enjoying it as well. Uh, then that alone is so awesome. Um and if if you can just sort of like keep that and keep on trying to make better music or trying to you know develop your fan base and just keep doing it, I think that I think that good things will happen. But it, it's I think the problem is is it's quite hard to define what making it is or what success is. Well, you define sex, success for yourself, don't you? Yeah. Essentially, it's like what does success mean to you? Exactly. Um, yeah. It it could be just selling out fifty cap venues, and you're happy with that. Yeah. Um, or it could be no. I want to be playing stadiums. It, it, you know, hmm. success is different for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, go for it. And what's worse, like being on your deathbed and going, oh, "I wish I'd tried to do that. I gave up. 
or being on your deathbed and going, you know what, I bloody tried and I'm proud of myself for doing that. Yeah. You know, this, that's the way I always look Hell at yeah. things or look, always look at decisions is like, you know, if I'm, I've got my last breath, would I would have regretted that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds really morbid, doesn't no, it? No, not at all. I think it, that it is... Helps. <laughs> uh, not to get too deep on a Monday on a Monday evening, but I think that is what it's all about. As, as long as you're not sacrificing your health and your happiness too much to be in a band. Because I've, def- yeah. I've definitely been guilty of that. Um, uh, um, if you if you're enjoying what you're doing and your bandmates and your friends are enjoying what you're doing and it feels great when you take it on stage uh, then I don't really think there's any way you could regret that you know maybe no, I'm maybe I'm being no. a bit of a bleeding heart uh, romantic or whatever uh, if you're having fun yeah if you're having fun then there's nothing real really there to regret it's if, if the fun stops you, and there's usually a reason why the fun stops mm-hmm. And you find out why that is and make a change, or you realise actually, I'm I'm hanging my hat up. But that's you know that's a decision you've got to make, isn't it? Yeah. And um, we're nowhere near ready for that for sure. <laughs> we're at the start of our career, and yeah. it's, you know these days it takes a long time for an unsigned band to to, to get to where we you know the level that we're at. Mm. It doesn't just happen in two years unless you're really lucky and you've got mummy and daddy paying money towards getting you there <laughs> or your granny and grandpa um but we we don't have that so it's, you know there's yeah. gonna be lots of bands out there they're gonna have to work really really hard mm. and most of the time it breaks a lot of bands you know you don't you don't hear any many bands surviving more than five years these days mm. unless because they think oh I've, I'm, I'm not going to make it but they say 10 years now don't they they say it takes 10 years yeah you're probably if right. you're going to make it yeah yeah, yeah. If you're going to make it. It's going to take ten years to make a successful business. That's going to be making a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, got got to be in it to win it. I think, um, unlike, say, bands in like the 70s and 80s and uh, 90s as well, I think it's more of an endurance game than it ever has been. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, um, just the whole idea of, uh, you know, say, um, just a, a, a week or so ago, I rewatched The Dirt, which is the film about Motley Crue. And sort of that, that whole sort of story about how, like, you know, they got signed and then it was all glamour and all the debauchery and everything like that. Uh, I'm not saying that doesn't still happen for bands. It 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 does, but I think the story of our sort of generation is more about years and years and years of playing bars and absolute toilets yeah. of venues. And unless unless you get your lucky break early because hmm. you've met somebody that you know, or it's usually a contact or or something you know that that says, "Oh, actually, I'm you know," you get a lucky break, and I think it is luck. A lot of it. In, at that early stage because you know what else could it be yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can you get people that are really good at networking we're as a band we are shit at networking because none of us like when none of us are really we don't really work like that and mm. i know that it's so important in the industry to network and i encourage anyone to who's in a band to do it because mm. it's important yeah um but we're just we do try and do it but we just <laughs> doesn't come naturally to us no. and so we don't so we don't find the top, the right types of people, easy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's challenging. Now, the thing is, but... thing is, uh, this might be controversial to say. Networking isn't really that cool to do. You know, it. it no, you it's know, not. It's not like going up and like handing over a business card and saying, "Hi, we're, we're you know we're a band," and it, <laughs> it's kind of you, you know no, if just... you, if you're playing in bands and stuff like that, it's kind of like it's against your your natural instinct. It is for me, anyways. 
it's more it's a more natural networking thing now isn't it it's about yeah. it's about supporting your community of musicians and mm. so when i say networking yeah you can go to events like bbc introducing events and hand your cards and we've done that yeah. and it's actually a bit soul destroying we don't enjoy it no and um, but yeah. what we do enjoy is going to local gigs and supporting yeah. local promoters and but making sure this is what we're not very good at is we'll go to the gig but then we'll forget to go and try and talk to the promoter oh uh, yeah you know, so it's like you go to that gig, you support that local gig, but then you go to that promoter and say, hi, we're Cosmic Ninja, we really enjoyed that. If you ever got any shows coming up, mm. think of us. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong there because you've supported them, you've yeah. gone, you've paid your money and you've had that experience. But we then, but we go and we have a good time and they're like, did anyone talk to the promoter? No. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we still had a good time and uh, you speak to the bands, but it's there's this, that extra element that I think is important. Yeah. I, I think that if you guys are aware of that, I think you'll be able to fix that pretty pretty quickly <laughs> <laughs> i mean th- th- i mean th- this is the first time me and you've spoken we've all been going for like 45 minutes already i think you'll be i think you'll do fine walking up and introdu- introducing yourself to a promoter i don't have any yeah i'm not shy i mean nah. that'd be a bit awkward wouldn't it it's a front woman <laughs> <laughs> well it happens so you, you do get the odd um, yeah, true. shy person fronting a band i mean he's i a tool singer yeah tool he well, they, I don't know if he's shy, but he just doesn't like to be seen as the front person, does he? Yeah. He to be seen as the music rather than mm. about the lyrics, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I used to be painfully shy until I started, until I started gigging. And that was my sort of way to uh, be a cocky little, the cocky little bastard you see in front of you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, the music industry is going to teach you is to be a little bit arrogant, right? <laughs> I do. I definitely do my best not to be arrogant. I, arrogance no, I is the is the it, worst. It, it, I, I do have my moments. I do. Uh, you particularly a few years ago, I definitely did have my moments. But that was that was insecurity coming out, and now I, I personally feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin. Well, luckily, there's a fine line, isn't there, between arrogance and confidence? Yes. And it's like you got you got to, in, as a front person, you've got to be a bit arrogant in in a in a confident way but not so arrogant that you comes across you come across as an absolute prick. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like and maybe arrogance is a strong word. It is mm. confidence, yeah. but there is that fine line. There's that kind of swag, there's that, yeah. that confidence that people believe, that want to believe in you and for people to believe in you you have to have that kind of confidence about mm. you and and if music's going to do anything it's going to teach you to be confident in yourself yeah. and what you're doing. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll um, tell you a way I, how I look at it too. See, so I think of it more of charisma rather than confidence, or yeah. or or passion with for, for for what you're doing. You know, passion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah charisma. Confidence. All of that all ends into a final package. Yeah. Or or, or, think, or whether yeah. you're thinking about representing yourself or the band. You know, uh, if you're being out there because you're a team player and you want the band to to sound and look great, then that's kind of confidence, charisma. If you're trying to make yourself sound great and you are there to <laughs> that, that, that's the difference yeah. you know what i mean uh, yeah it's like uh we used to have a we used to work with a drummer and it was just like you know and it, drum, we work with drummers of course we still do but and you find that some drummers really find it hard to not hit the drum kit as hard as they can mm-hmm. and i try and have had the conversations with drummers in my time and said you know it's not about hearing your drums it's about hearing everything coherently and sometimes when you're in venues you just can't hit the drums as hard as you want to because it ultimately ruins the sound of everything Mm -hmm. and it's about being a team and going you know what i need to turn that down or i know it's hard for drummers because they can't turn it down but they can alter the way they play and i think that's uh, massively strong for um an example of a good drummer is knowing how to um to work to venues and sounds mm-hmm. um you know and that's just an example isn't it it's like you know you don't you're not going to have a drummer that's really arrogant it's like well i'm just going to play how i want to play because that's how i want to do it and that's how i want to sound it's like well no that because that'd be fine if you were just drum on your own mate but yeah. we're in a band and yeah we're trying to get a sound that is good here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Gu- guitar players can be guilty of that big yeah time, sure big time big time yeah oh uh, as I- a vocalist you Sorry, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure Johnny's not like that. Johnny uh, seems like a great dude. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not him. But... No, he's lush. No, Johnny <laughs> isn't like that. Johnny isn't like that at all. If, if anything, you have to tell him to turn the guitars up. Um, but Johnny's like, he's he's a songwriter, producer as well. So he understands the balance that and and stuff like that. So it's... And also, I think you find that musicians just get a bit deaf over time. <laughs> yes, yeah. So... <laughs> 
Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, in fact, yeah, it's just a it's the best thing to be sort of turned down a little bit, and then then to be asked to turn up. That's yeah. that, that that's when yeah. you that's when you know that it's like ah I've reached a level of not being a pain in the neck. <laughs> well, most of the time, sound engineers are always going to tell the guitarist, "Can you turn down, mate? Because I want to have some control on the desk." Yeah. <laughs> first thing, first thing that's, that's always said. Can you turn that guitar down, please? Like ah. Oh. <laughs> but you no, know, it, it yeah, has it has to has to has to be done because it's all about the on stage sound and. I think the most important thing for a band sound is how well the vocals can hear hear themselves in the monitor. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's a challenge as a vocalist. It's a challenge, especially as a female vocalist, because you your range is you know you tend to have maybe a slightly quieter quieter voice, or your range is more guitar guitar range mids, and it, you're fighting over everything, the cymbals. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think to recognize that but as we're going back to like you know that kind of charisma and confidence and mm-hmm. that type of thing it's you've all got to be there together as a band and you've all got to have that same collegiality or whatever you want to call it to to come together and be like we're all going to do this together and we're going to sound tight as fuck and that's what we try and do in the live yeah. practice room as well is to get it we play to a click we play to a click live you know everything has to be tight and together and if one person is acting like a fool it's not going to work if yeah. you, you've all got to act like a fool. you know it, you've all got to play to the same uh song sheet essentially and sounds, yeah yeah sounds, no uh... you, you do have to be co- <laughs> you do have to be a cog in the same machine whether you're yeah. whether you're singing playing guitar bass drums tambourine bagpipes whatever you're all part of the same unit uh, so important so yeah it, and people people can see that as well can't they live you go mm-hmm. to a show and you're like this band don't like each other <laughs> yeah 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 or like you know they've had a ra- they've had a row or yeah why does that person look so fucking miserable like oh just, god yeah you know yeah, yeah. you've all got to be having a good time you've all got to be looking to have a good time and then yeah. people else everyone else will have a good time with you TC, this has been uh, brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Really, really appreciate you uh, talking to a stranger via a screen and telling me all about all about Cosmic Ninja and all those good things. I know it's not easy to do, so really, really, really appreciate it. No worries. Before I uh, leave you to uh, to get on with the rest of your evening, uh, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to or anything yeah. you would like people to know before we leave this? Uh, yeah, just I'd like to say to everyone just to be kind to yourselves and take care of each other. I think that's the most important thing. And uh, if you want to come check out our music or a show at some point, maybe in 2021, um, <laughs> then Ninja Band is the name on all of our social media handles and cosmicninja.co.uk is our website. Um, and go to a punker show. Punker shows are amazing. They're LGBTQ plus friendly shows. Um, and uh, they we always have a great time when we go to them. So that's an amazing Bristol promoter. So please go check out their stuff. They have like drag queens and, and sort of, like, be, their, be their hosts and compares and things like that. And burlesque dancers, it's pretty awesome. It's like a completely different spin on the live music scene. And it's great. Wow. So go well, check that out. Yeah, awesome. And uh, finally, where can people find you? Uh, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think we've even got one of those. Um, what the hell are they called? The video, the video program. TikTok. Kids are on these days. TikTok. Ah! Yeah, you guys TikTok. keep down with the kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoop whoop. Uh, and we've got a website as well, which I think I mentioned already. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, come come see us and say hi. Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks, Simon. I really appreciate really appreciate having a chat. It's been really nice. 
Oh, honestly, my pleasure. I'm so grateful for you uh, make, making the time. Um, yeah, all the best with, with the band. It sounds like you've got some really, really interesting things and exciting things around the corner. Yeah, uh, hopefully I just... we can say in a minute. Well, not in a minute, but hopefully we can say in a couple of weeks. So we can watch this space. Well, keep us keep keep us posted. Keep us posted, please do. And uh, yeah, all the best uh, for everything. I just hope you guys carry on doing what you're doing and carry on enjoying it. And yeah, you lots too. to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, hope, hope your bands go well, and I'll come and try and check you out at some point as well. Oh yeah, nice one. Cheers, really appreciate. It. All right, okay, bye everyone. Okay, take care. Bye. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, today's show was brought to you by uh, none other than myself. So I'm giving guitar lessons during lockdown. So if you want to pick up a new skill, uh, head over to my Facebook page or my Instagram. Uh, it's called Simon Teaches Guitar and you can message me directly through there. Or you could email me at simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. That's simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. I am offering half price off your first lesson, so that'll just be £15. Furthermore, if you mention in your inquiry that uh, you found out about my teaching services through the Simon Campbell incident, that's another £5 off, so a tenner for your first lesson. You might as well give it a shot, folks. you got the time on your hands. All right, see you next week. <laughs>